Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. We know that in the Old Testament, God filled his temple with his glory. And we know in the New Testament that we are the temple of God. God has ordained, God wills, that the New Testament temple be filled with his glory. And every local church is a temple of God. We're individually temples of God. God wants to fill his temple with his glory. And that's important. And, uh, you know, we've, we've got a good solid foundation under us in the word. Thank God for that. And so we don't have to have uh, a lengthy Bible message every time we come together. Because if, you, if you've traced the move of the Spirit, we've, 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 we've had the word tonight. We've had the word. Several different messages have been, have been given that are word, full of the word, based on the word. And... Uh, that's a wonderful thing. Amen. Glory to God. So I'm not going to take long, but I do want to read a verse. And this is in Isaiah. Turn to Isaiah and go to the 40th chapter of Isaiah. Without recapping at all what was ministered this morning without recapping in, in any, any detail at all, just to say that we've been talking about that as spirit-indwelt believers, not spirit-filled, but as spirit-indwelt believers, as born-again Christians, God wants to have, wants our inward man renewed day by day. We can have a renewing of the strength of the Lord, renewing of the joy of the Lord. And he wants us to have that. And this passage is very important, and uh, hopefully I'll come back to it. Uh, But in verse 29 of Isaiah 40, well, let's go back to 28. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, Neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases strength. You could say he renews us day by day. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And the young men shall utterly fall. But, you know, in the natural, in the natural, there are no safeguards. In the natural realm, you don't, you don't have assurance of anything. There's nothing in there, no guarantees in this world in the natural realm. 
Even the strongest among us in the natural can fall. Amen. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The Amplified Bible says, or even become tired. (laughs) Oh, glory to God. Those who wait on the Lord. Those who wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. It's necessary in, in order to be refreshed and renewed. And to have your strength renewed. And to have the inward man renewed day by day. It requires waiting on the Lord. It does. You're not going to walk in the renewal day by day by not waiting on God. And what does that mean? Waiting on the Lord doesn't mean waiting for God to do something. That's not what that means. When you... When you go to a, to a restaurant, someone waits on you. They're, they're attentive to you. They want to know what you want. They want to know what they can do for you. That's what waiting on the Lord's all about. Actually, in the Hebrew, this word wait means to be bound to or to be entwined together with. To be bound to or to be entwined together with. It also means to expect or to look patiently for him. Amen. Waiting on the Lord. We're saying when we seek his face. Waiting on the Lord is seeking God. Seeking God. And... Uh, we, we fellowship with the Lord in the word and in prayer. And if you are just focused on the word and you don't spend time in prayer, you'll grow lopsided in your Christian walk. We wait on him. We wait in his presence. You know, when, when I went to Bible school, I, I, I knew people like this already in the church that Pastor Angela and I had gone to just before we went to, to Ramah. Uh, it was a wonderful church, wonderful people. But there were a few people there who had gotten a hold of the word of faith. And to them, it was all about confession. Confess, 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 confess the word. And I detected there was something missing. I couldn't put my finger on it. But, but it, 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 it didn't resonate with me. The way they applied that wonderful truth of confession, which is biblical, it's true. But the way they applied it just didn't, something wasn't right. When I went to Ramah, there was a couple that my wife and I knew that were from Jacksonville that we had just met before we went out there. And they went out. You know, same time we did. And they lived about two doors down from us in in our apartment. Uh, And they had two kids. We had two kids. They had two kids. 
And uh, every morning, this, this husband and wife, every morning they would get up and they'd have this long uh, list of confessions that they read. And they confessed that they were the righteousness of God in Christ. And they confessed that, they, that, that by his stripes they were healed. And they confessed that, that, uh, uh, that they were prosperous and they were blessed. And they had this long confession. And they would lead their children in this confession every morning. Every morning before school. And, and just confess the word, confess the word, confess the word. But something is missing when you... Confess the word, but you don't seek the word. You don't spend time. When I, when I get up in the mornings, I confess. I make some of those same confessions, but I don't start out with them. Now, this is just the way I do it. I'll just tell you how I do it. I get up and I feed on the word. I meditate in the scriptures. And I, I turn them over in my mind and I thank God for them. And, and I begin to confess these things as being true in my life. But I let them become alive. I let them become alive to me every morning. I, wanna, I, I, want, I don't want it to be just a mental confession because it can become a mental confession. And there isn't any life in that. There's no life. I'll tell you this. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. There is no life in a mental confession. If it's not alive on the inside of you, it doesn't do a thing for you. It's little more than religion. It's little more than religion. And I, I, I'll feed on those scriptures and I just begin to worship the Lord and thank him. And, and the truth begins to flood up in my inward man. And the confession comes out of that. Now, yes, during the day, during the, you know, the process and the, and the, and the carrying out of the day and just going through the day, when, when a thought comes, maybe a doubt or a circumstance, yes, I will answer that with the word. I don't go back to my Bible, shut myself in the closet, you know. But it's a, I started out with it that day and it was alive in me, fresh that day. And it's easy for me to answer. Amen. Glory to God. I said I was going to read one verse. How many give me give me one more? Go to uh, go to Second Corinthians, the fourth, the third, the third chapter, the third chapter. kind of getting ahead of myself a little bit, but when I get back to the outline, we'll still cover it. Verse number four, 2 Corinthians 3, four, we have three, verse four, and we have such trust through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. You know, that's a good thing to remind yourself of. Our sufficiency, our ability is not of ourselves. Hallelujah. Can I take a little side journey here? Brother Steve was talking about how God has blessed us as a church. You know, we've, we've gone through COVID. And we've had a lot of people in our church get COVID. 
And there's been very little serious illness. Just, just two or three people had, had serious illness. Just, just, just very few. And, and God delivered them. If not lost one person. Not one person have we lost to COVID. Not one person. And we have people in every age category except the hundreds. We have people in the 90s, 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s. We have people in every age group. We've not lost one. That is a miracle, Steve. That is a miracle. I don't know. I mean, I haven't done a, a, you know, a survey, but I don't think that's true very many places. Congregation like this, this size. God's been faithful. God has been faithful. But we don't, that's not, that's not us. We didn't do that. The Lord did that. Amen. That's not me. I didn't do that. The Lord did that. The word did that. He's faithful to his word to perform it. Glory to God. That's something to thank God for, church. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you found, yeah, we have because we started reading it. Verse five, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of, of as being from ourselves, but our sufficiency is from God. And here's the verse that I wanted you to see. Who has made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Now, a lot of modern translations add this. Some, some have the good sense to put it in brackets. And they'll say, not of the letter of the law. Because, but that's not in the text. Now, I'm a big one for context. The following context, verse 7, for if the, but if the ministry of death written and engraved on stones, that was the law, was glorious... So that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. How will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? So he is, the context shows that he is talking about, he's comparing the letter of the law with, with that which is of the Spirit. So I'm not denying that. But I don't think that's the only application because again, many translations add in verse 6, not of the letter of the law, but that's not in there. They're adding that. If you read it, they added it. And, and, and I believe that's just, that is the fundamental uh, interpretation of this verse because of verse seven in, in, in the following verses. But there's another application because notice he says, we also, who also made us sufficient as ministers of the new covenant. So he, he's not, in one sense, he's not even talking about the old covenant. He's talking about the new covenant not being of the letter, but of the spirit. You know, you can be so dogmatic about the, a couple of translations, I looked them up this afternoon, a couple of translations said a written code. Not of a written code, but of the spirit. Now, the New Testament is just like the old, it's the word of God. Every, every, everything we do has to line up with the word of God. That is the, the, the fundamental uh, uh, standard of truth in all that we do. But some people only think they know the word and, and they don't know it, but they're so consumed with, with the letter of 
of, of scripture that they think they're applying right, but they're not because they don't have the spirit. Amen. And so we need to know that if you just have a dogmatic uh, mental grasp and you become rigid and, and uh, uh, religious and intolerant of anything but your interpretation of the scripture and you have your verses and you're going to fight and argue about it or you're just going to be in the natural, you can be in the natural realm and you can be naturally full of the word and not have the touch of the spirit in you at all. Misapply it, miss the blessing, miss the point and just be miserable. At least everybody else. It's not of the letter. Amen. Glory to God. Let me get back to my verse. I don't know how I got over to Hebrews. Not of the letter, but of the spirit. Make sure that the word you feed on is nurtured by the spirit. Make sure it's enlightened by the Spirit. Make sure the Holy Spirit breathes that word into your consciousness. And it's not just a mental thing because mental word kills. Mental word brings in, even even mental application of the scriptures can bring you into bondage. Yeah, a lot of people are in bondage and they are so mean. (laughs) I mean, they just want to fight all the time. But the spirit brings life. Glory to God. For the spirit, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Well, praise the Lord. You get anything out of that? That makes sense to you? Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad I didn't go all night? (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not afraid to go all night. I mean, if Kevin McCarthy can preach eight hours and 32 minutes on the floor of the House of Representatives, I can preach here that long. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, Lord, get a hold of him. Don't let him get fanatical. (laughs) But right at the same time, I try to stay sensitive to the anointing and the leading of the spirit. And uh, we just want to flow with him. Amen. And so we have great liberty. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.